welcome to Life-Giving Water Messages, where I expound upon the Word of God and, through the internet, deliver it to you. My name is Reverend Todd Laddick, and today I bring you a sermon title, a sermon, excuse me, a message entitled, No Longer, based off of Isaiah chapter 65, verses 17 through 25. Isaiah 65, verses 17 through 25. Let us dive into the Word today. Look. I am creating new heavens and a new earth, and one and no one will even think about the old ones anymore. Be glad, rejoice forever in my creation, and look, I will create Jerusalem as a place of happiness. Her people will be a source of joy. I will rejoice over Jerusalem and delight in my people, and the sound of weeping and crying will be heard in it no more. No longer will babies die when only a few days old. No longer will adults die before they have lived a full life. No longer will people be considered old at 100. Only the cursed will die young. In those days, people will live in the houses they build and eat the fruit of their own vineyards. Unlike the past, invaders will not take their houses and confiscate their vineyards. For my people will live as long as trees, and my chosen ones will have time to enjoy their hard-won gains. They will not work in vain, and their children will not be doomed to misfortune. For they are people blessed by the Lord, and their children, too, will be blessed. I will answer them before they even call to me. While they are still talking about their needs, I will go ahead and answer their prayers. The wolf and the lamb will feed together. The lion will eat hay like a cow, but the snakes will eat dust. In those days no one will be hurt or destroyed on my holy mountain. I, the Lord, have spoken. Amen. Despite its pervasive brokenness and iron fist, God promises that this world and its doom and gloom reality will one day cease to be, and it will no longer hold sway over us. I mean, that's good news. And we need good news, do we not? Watching the news can be so depressing, can't it? I have honestly gotten away from watching too much of it because it seems that the world is going to hell in a handbasket whenever I watch it. It doesn't matter which network you watch. All you hear are people screaming past each other, talking down the other side, and uh, tons of speculation about this or that politically and whatnot. And when watching the 24-hour news cycle, it can be very easy to pick up a pessimistic view of the world. And it repeats itself over and over and over and over and over again. Danger, Will Robinson! Danger! The world is awful! They're coming for us! They're coming for this! They're coming for that! Prepare! 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 Putin! Ukraine! Prepare! 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 Elections! The sky is falling! Get out and vote! Not to mention seeing immigrants shipped to other cities as political weapons or the rising of inflation, a, a rise in crime and violence, etc., so on and so forth. Friends, though we live in a hostile world, one that tries to divide us, to get us to give in to our values, that tries to pull us away from God at every turn, we are a people of faith. Faith in God, the Father, creator of heaven and earth and in his only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, through whom all things were created and apart from whom nothing exists, and in the Holy Spirit who guides us and perfects us in the Christian life. 
We are a people who believe that God is actively working in the world and that one day God will not win out over the world and its current world order. And that is just a fact for us who are people of faith. Now, before talking about the scripture itself, let me, uh, let me say that it is a huge theological error and heresy to think that God of the Hebrew scriptures is not the same God of the New Testament. This is an old heresy at that, one, one that started with Marcion of Sinope in, I believe, the second century. So you're talking about the 100s uh, CE, who believed that there were too many, it was either that or the, the third century, but either way, he, um, I believe he was in the first, second century, but uh, he believed there were too many contradictions between the Hebrew God, Yahweh, and the Christian God, Jesus Christ. Now, you can probably see why that would be problematic. You now have two gods instead of one, and one of the gods, Yahweh, is a lesser god. Uh, what's more, this was all Marcion's conjecture because of the, of the Old Testament. And the New Testament say no such thing. So it's, it, this is Marcion and Marcion alone coming up with this based off of his reading of the Old and New Testaments, and he didn't see a connection between the God of the Old Testament and the God of the New Testament because they seemed to him to be two different gods, one angry and wrathful, the other loving and kind. And we've heard people articulate this uh, this uh, heresy even to this day. People still think that there's a difference between them. And I was right. Marcion was in the second century. He was born at the end of the first century and lived to 160 CE. Just had to look that up and make sure I was not giving you inaccurate information. Anyway, um, so <laughs> this is, you know, this is exactly what, um, what uh, Marcion was saying. And in fact, a careful and faithful reading of the Old New Testaments, contrary to what Marcion thinks, will show that the authors of the New Testament were quoting and pulling theology and scripture from the Old Testament. At the time of the writing of the New Testament, the Old Testament was the scriptures people referred to. And it is ludicrous to think that the New Testament writers believed they were pulling from a lesser God, a more confused God. Let me show you what I mean. In our scripture today, God proclaims through the prophet Isaiah in verses 17 through 20, Look, I am creating new heavens and a new earth, and no one will even think about the old ones anymore. Be glad. Rejoice forever in my creation. And look, I will create Jerusalem as a place of happiness. Her people will be a source of joy. I will rejoice over Jerusalem and delight in my people, and the sound of weeping and crying will be heard in it no more. No longer will babies die when only a few days old. No longer will adults die before they have lived a full life. No longer will people be considered old at 100. Only the cursed will die that young. Now, does that sound like a lesser God to you? Does that sound like a different God than the one Jesus Christ embodies? Listen now to John of Patmos as he began to conclude his apocalypse or revelation. In Revelation chapter 21, verse 1 through 5, here's how it reads. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the old heaven and the old earth had disappeared, and the sea was also gone. 
And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven like a bride beautifully dressed for her husband. I heard a loud shout from the throne saying, Look, God's home is now among his people. He will live with them and they will be his people. God himself will be with them. He will wipe every tear from their eyes and there will be no more death or sorrow or crying or pain. All these things are gone forever. Now, gee, where does it sound like he's pulling this from? Ding, 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 ding. Isaiah 65, verses 17 through 20. So let's look at what Isaiah says here. Now that we've established that Isaiah is this really kind of the source of where John is pulling from in his apocalypse, let's look at what Isaiah says here. First, he points to the fact that something is inherently wrong with the world as it currently is. And would anyone disagree with that assessment? There's suffering, pain, sickness, famine, war, disease, and ultimately death. Some do very well, while most barely get by, or worse, they don't get by. It's a world that is very upside down from the way God created it to be. We live in a world where babies die suddenly right as the hope for new life and family are at its strongest. We live in a world where people die way too early, never getting to achieve a full life. We live in a world where everything, everything is temporary. Nothing lasts forever. Not me, not you, not anything, nor anyone. Yet, this is not the whole story. No, God, who is the author of creation, the creator, is recreating the world. Ever since sin took over the world, God has been active in bringing about the recreation of the world. And Isaiah is proclaiming that God's plan will one day be reality. One day there will be no more pain or sorrow or death. Evil will cease to exist. Sin and death will be no more. There will be no more tears of pain and suffering, but only of joy and eternal happiness. What's more, Isaiah is not just proclaiming this as a thing of the future. This message isn't meant to be tucked away in some time capsule to be opened up when the predictions come to pass. It is something to be lived into right now. And how do we live into it? Simply the way that Isaiah was living into it, by proclaiming it and by showing people through our own lives and actions that God means business when it comes to recreating this world. So let me ask you this. Do you believe in what Isaiah and John proclaim? Do you believe that one day there will be no more pain, suffering, crying, or death? If you believe this, how is it being expressed in your life? How are you sharing such hope with others? How are you inviting others, if you are, into the joy of eternal life that you have? It, not, it need not be with words, either, mind you. <laughs> St. Francis of Assisi is well known for saying, you know, preach the gospel, use words when necessary. <laughs> 
Always preach the gospel, but use words when necessary. So it need not be with words, either volunteering at Manor House or visiting the sick as one of our faith community health partnership ministers or being present for our children in the Sunday school or even paying it forward at the Duncan or at the Green Mermaid or Siren, a.k.a. Starbucks uh, drive through lines. You can you can share the love of God and generosity with as many people as as you meet in a day and. And truthfully, even if you're not in our church and can't participate in the ministries I listed, there are ministries in your church where you could pay it forward and and, and and express and proclaim the love of God and eternal life that's been given to you and is free for others to have as well. As a congregation, we have an obligation to our Lord Jesus Christ to witness to the new heaven and the new earth through our prayers, our presence, our gifts, our service, and our witness. We are called to joyfully spread the good news in all that we do. And we are called to uh, invite as many people as possible, as many people as possible, into fellowship and service with us. Friends, despite the challenges that face us, we can and will continue to be the Church of Jesus Christ here in Newton or wherever you're located. But if we, but it, it, that will only happen if we but keep the faith and remain faithful, including in our stewardship and tithing. So let us faithfully respond as individuals and as a congregation and as the body of Christ in the church uh, Catholic throughout the world to Christ's call. Let us, let us respond faithfully to Christ's call to make disciples of all people for the transformation of this world. Amen? Amen. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, we thank you and praise you for this opportunity to come together and to to listen to your word and uh, to hear the message as you've inspired me to share it with uh, those who are who are listening. And Lord, may this be a time where we all can grow from it, myself included, um, for I am just as much of a student as anybody else is. I'm your student, Lord, your disciple, as we all are. Use us faithfully in this world so that we may be a witness of your love and your eternal life to all people. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, friends, it is always a pleasure to have you tune in, and I, I trust and hope that you are getting, um, or hope and trust, I should say, that you are getting uh, something out of this. Otherwise, you know, you wouldn't be listening. So I, I do really appreciate that you, you tune in, and I always look forward to... Uh, to uh, bringing these messages to you and sharing this time with you. Uh, remember, there are two episode, uh, excuse me, two links in the episode notes that are, are vital to our ministry. Those are to our giving pages on Tithely and PayPal. If this is your weekly uh, spiritual sustenance and can give, that would be great. We're all called to share our generosity with each other, and your generosity with our church would really help. Um, if this is supplemental to you and you have your own church community that you that you attend, then by all means. Uh, uh, make sure that you're giving to them. They need it as much as we do, maybe even more than we do. And uh, of course, if you would find it in you to give to both of us, that would be awesome as well. But in all things, remember, you friends are richly blessed so that you may be a blessing to others. Go in peace. Mm-hmm.